What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. I feel like I've fallen victim to one of those people that just wants to go around bragging about how low my mortgage interest rate is and how I refied my mortgage. And I text my friends, I, I refied my mortgage for 2%. And they're like, you're the coolest kid ever. You're the, you're, the, you're the bomb. And I feel like there's a lot of us doing that, but they don't really look into why it's a good idea to refinance or not. Even from the point of like, why would banks do it? right? Why would they give us this opportunity to refi? Like what's the catch? They, they have to be winning. They wouldn't refi our mortgages that they were losing. So I want to talk about a bunch of those because I've just become, I just given, been given the opportunity to refinance my mortgage. And I was talking to JJ about it and he's like, Oh, hold that thought. Cause JJ has refinanced recently and I'm in the mix. I got the guy on chase, like on hold waiting for me to actually call him back. If, if you're new to this podcast, first and foremost, welcome. My name is Brad Finn. I'm joined here in New York city with JJ Buckner. JJ, how are we doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm better now that I'm in the old NYC or do you even call this NYC or do you call it like, it depends if you're from the city, you can't, I couldn't do that. Like they'd be offended. Long Island is not New York not City. Not New York City. So I'm, I'm in New York right now. You're in New York. You're on Long Island. Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. Yeah. You had to get the hell out of the Dodge. I did, man. It's, I've had a rough week, dude. I mean, for those of you that listen that watch my YouTube channel, you may have saw the video, uh, about what's been going on and with the channel, with personal life, with some money things that came up with, you know, I feel like when, when, when it rains, it pours yes. and that's what happened to me this week. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I had to stick a grand into my car, had some foundation issues pop up on my house, my damn side-by-side clutch broke, belt broke. I just, one thing after another. It rains, it pours. Dude. And then the channel, you know, that's, I don't know if you guys have been following along or not, but there's been some stuff going on with YouTube and revenue went down big time. I'll say that. I text Brad and I'm like, uh, but I think I just had a panic attack. <laughs> and I mean, it seems so first world problems for us. And, you know, and I've even complained about it, but imagine going to your job and you've been working there for two years and they're like, Hey, by the way, uh, we're going to cut your pay in half this month, but you still have to work the same. And next month we'll let you know on the first, how that's going to work out for next month, because it may go lower next month. Yeah. We don't know. We're going to tell you whenever the time comes or it could quadruple. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, we can't talk about the bad without the good. Right. Like February was one of those months that we had no idea like this could even be possible or mm-hmm. be real. And the other good thing is we're really pretty good with money. So when we have months like that, we kind of put some nuts away for winter. But yeah, man, I I have a real job. Like I, I have an income. YouTube is still kind of like hobby money for me or redo my wife's kitchen or my kitchen as well. But for you, I can't even imagine even because I'm sure at the, at the end of the day, in the back of your mind, you know, it's going to be okay, but like you want to see it. Yeah. I mean, like you don't want to have to go through the times that you plan for, you know, like we've had this conversation on like why my wife and I paid off our mortgage. Well, this scenario I'm talking about right now mm-hmm. is that exact reason why we paid off the mortgage early yeah. because I know the line of work I'm in. My wife doesn't have a job right now and I wanted to be fully prepared in case something like what's going on right now does happen. So, YouTube bear market. <laughs> Literally, dude. I mean, just it's it's it sucks. And I think with all the anxiety and stress I've had, I pulled a Britney Spears back in 2007 or whatever that was. JJ, I did not recognize him at the airport. <laughs> Usually he comes off the plane wearing a mask and all I see is 
hair everywhere. I was like, wait, where, where's his, where's his chin? What the? Yeah, it's, we'll let we'll let the YouTube yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, you guys you'll see on the channel. But the so end. yeah, I said JJ. You know, if you if you ever seen that movie Rounders, where he's like, you know, it really picks me up when I'm feeling down. Rolled up aces over kings, taking stacks and stacks of chips off of tourists. I said JJ. You know what makes me? You know what picks me up when I'm feeling shitty? A little bit of vitamin D. A little bit of beach, a little bit of boats, a little bit of drinks. We're not drinking yet. It's still early. We're yeah. going to pace ourselves. Yep. But I said, dude, you, you got to get out here and get some of that vitamin D. You've lost the sunburn from Hawaii. You're back to sunburn. You're back to Missouri pale already. <laughs> and we also, too, we are not in our regular filming location. Yep. The uh, My wife and my kids are at my in-laws. I left this morning. So instead of being locked in my basement dungeon, we're like, let's sit in the... It's in the living room, proper chairs. So sorry if the landscapers come or the ice machine goes off yeah. or if the room's a little echoey. Sorry, we're average guys. We don't have a studio yet. It's authentic. That's what it is. And some character. There you go. No, I, I will say this and then we can get off this subject, but this flight I booked was l- literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. I booked the flight yesterday. Yes. And now I'm here and it's Friday. Yes, the afternoon, yeah. Brad texts me and he's like, I, I think you could probably tell. Well, you saw the video first. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. I'm like, I've another case where I'm like, I'm a quote a YouTuber. I, right. I've been there. But you also saw some behind the scenes too from like me and you texting back and forth and you kind of knew what was going on already. Yeah. And I think you must have seen the video and you text me, you're like, get your ass up here. Yeah. Cause if to- you need it, if you need some time to get away, come on up. And I, I literally looked at my wife, I'm like, I think I got to go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we've been talking about you coming yeah, with your yeah. wife. And like I said, you're, you're a family guy first and foremost. You're not just like picking up and like, oh, mm-hmm. I can just leave my family, this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, we were going after the podcast when we streamed on Tuesday after you were like, oh man, I'm like, ah, oh, JJ's beating himself up. I think I said to my wife and then I wake up on Thursday. I saw that video. I was like, all right, let's get this guy off the ledge a little yeah. bit. And uh, Tara's like, yeah, go home. And then you were like, don't you have a Met game? I got season tickets. So. <laughs> Sell my Met ticket. Yeah. I got double the price, so I actually would pay for breakfast, so it's good. There you go. So yeah, so here we are. Yep. We're going to record a bunch. Yep. We still want to live stream. I think we'll save these for like one week when we're sick and we can't mm-hmm. live stream, but yeah. This here. is a good one too, though. Yes. Because- This is real life problems. It is, and it's something I think a lot of people have already gone through, mm-hmm. or somebody's thinking about doing it given the way rates are right now. I would think it would be- absolutely impossible to find somebody that owns a house right now that in the last year hasn't thought about hasn't refunds. thought about it or heard a friend say i mean that's 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 what's going on right now yep. everyone i lowered it i lowered it and for a while i really i just didn't want to go through with it mm-hmm. it's like uh, i gotta print out my freaking tax returns and do a credit check and have this banker call me and i kind of had a number in mind like in the low twos and i literally open on my local newspaper and it's like, Oh, historically low mortgage rates again. Cause they were starting to creep back up. And yeah. that was one of the things we were hoping was going to drive the market back to normal, mm-hmm. but they're still going down. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just make a call with my bank. They have all my information. Let's see. And I got offered 2.1% down from four. I think it was 2.125. And we'll talk about numbers. I know if you listen to a podcast, you you don't have a pen, so it's like hard. So we're not going to like dive deep into numbers, more things and numbers that metrics you should be thinking about if you are thinking about refinancing. 
Some of you might have realized it might not have been the best idea or mathematically it might not have been best. And some people might say, hey, there's we don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of a little bit of a scam, not a scam, but why are the banks offering yeah. to do this? Yeah, I think there's definitely goods and bads for both scenarios because like, well, we, I mean, if you want, we can quickly talk about mine. I, I did refinance my house and I refinanced my house like a, I think within the first year. Yeah. So let's, yeah. Talk about like why you did that. Some numbers or just metrics or statistics or things that you thought about, like I got to do it. It's a no brainer versus, Mm -hmm. because we are going to talk about the emotional side of this versus the mathematical side, which in personal finance comes up a lot. Yeah. I mean, well, to kind of give the ending of the story real quick, when it all came to fruition, I probably shouldn't have refinanced because now the home's paid off and I literally just refinanced like a year ago. Now, did I know I was going to be doing this and YouTube and all? No, I didn't. But, you know, those are things to think about, you know, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But no, I mean, to start off with, when I, I purchased the home, you know, well, it's probably two and a half years ago, maybe three years now. It's probably three years now, getting getting close to it. And I don't remember my exact interest rate when I first got the property. But I think whenever I refinanced, I refinanced and it was almost a full percentage point down, almost maybe like 0. 0.75, 0. 0.875, 0. 0.825, something like that. So the first thing I looked at was, okay, how long am I going to keep this mortgage? And at the time we knew we wanted to pay it off early, but we thought it would be like paying it off in 13 years on a 15 year note. Yeah. Like you weren't planning on just smacking this thing in the throat. No way. Right. You know, cause I still had my job. I was thinking, you know, probably would be working. I, I didn't know. So I thought it was a good idea. And how I came up with an idea is the first thing I looked at was I was paying attention to how long, because you got to think about this. When you go to refinance your property, you don't just get to say, hey, bank, I know rates are low. I have my 4%. I want my 2.25 now. Thank you. I'll start paying my mortgage. No, you got to pay closing costs. You got to get, you know, they've got to run, uh, do an appraisal. You know, it's kind of like, it's it's literally getting another loan, like when you bought your property mm-hmm. and you got to pay those closing costs again. And actually sometimes the closing costs can even be higher on the standpoint from the the mortgage loan officer or the bank or whoever you're using. Because I don't know exactly why, but I've noticed from me talking about my refinance options for investing the refinancing is always a little more expensive than if you're just buying the home, you know, first. Yeah. So what I did, the main thing I looked at is I looked at the closing cost. I saw how much it was going to be. I said, okay, how long is it going to take me to recoup those closing costs? Essentially meaning that if you owed 10 grand in closing costs and how long was it going to take you to save 10 grand in interest payments to break even? Yeah, versus what my original mortgage payment was. and Well, I mean, here, real quick. Let me just run through this. I got an easy, quick example. Let's assume I got a a $220,000 house. That's roughly $1,000 per month in mortgage payment on a 3.5% interest rate, 30-year term. Okay, pretty standard. Yep. Let's say my option to refinance, I can get a 3%. So we're dropping it down 0.5%. Yeah, okay. So now at it's $927.53 per month. I know that's like exact change, but I yeah. did this I did this math before we got on here. Okay. So that's a savings of $72.47 every single month. Now that's 
principal and interest. That's just your overall payment. Overall savings. Yep. Okay. Overall principal and interest savings. Do you think that's a savings or do you think that's just a decreased payment? I guess we could talk about that yeah. in a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So total would be $870 per year in savings. Okay. Let's assume my closing cost is three grand. You know, and I, I hope I hope we're still following here. Mm-hmm. Well, let's assume closing cost is three grand. If you do the math, it's roughly three years to recoup that closing cost with that eight hundred and seventy, maybe a little more than three years to recoup those that, that closing cost that I had to pay to refinance. So that's something to think about. You know, if if that savings to me, that eight seventy year. Let's say my closing cost was six grand, six thousand, six grand. Well, then now it's six, seven years that it's going to take for me to recoup that closing cost. And the reason why I think it depends on how long it takes to recoup those closing costs is for a couple of reasons. But the main one is you don't know what's going to happen in six years. Six years is a long time. Right. You could sell your property. And, you know, five years, let's say the market goes down a little bit and there's some nicer homes that are cheaper. The wife's telling you, hey. You could have twins. I'd like some. Yeah, you could have <laughs> twins. You got to upsize the house a little bit. Yeah, for sure, man. So, you know, or maybe you're just tired of the house. I mean, you don't know. You may want something different or maybe a job change. Like six years is a long time. So three years, like the example, is it, pretty solid. You know, like because in three years, it's it's still doable. I like, for me personally, I like to say if, if it's three years or less that I can recoup those savings, it may be worth it. I know there's some other stuff out there where they say if you can have like, if it's 1% that you get to save, it's it's worth it on the long term of your loan because of the interest you'll pay out versus what you would pay if you were keeping your original rate, stuff like that. So that that's what I like to do is I like to determine how long it's going to take me to recoup the closing cost because the closing cost is literally, it doesn't go to anything. Yeah, no, it's not helping you. No. And a lot of times they're going to roll that, they're going to give you this fancy, oh, we can roll that right in. You All you need to do is give us a good faith of 500 bucks and now you've raised the principal, which we'll, we'll get to that in, in a second. But yeah. I remember hearing there was like a rule of thumb that if you don't think there's any, if there's a chance that you're not going to be in this house in four years and you shouldn't refi under pretty much all conditions. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm thinking about something now. I've also been proposed with the opportunity to refinance, not for interest. In the first house that I bought, I, after living there for five or six years, got smarter with money and really started to hate PMI. Mm -hmm. And in some mortgages, you can have it automatically, PMI automatically go away if you get to a certain equity in your home my mortgage wasn't set like that. I was set for PMI. It was built into the term of my mortgage. So the only way to get rid of the PMI when I had about 20, when I had 20 to 30% equity in the house, I could refi Yeah, and I could get rid of that PMI. So in that case, I was going to be saving on a monthly payment most likely and saving PMI. But my wife and I knew that was like the purgatory of PMI that I hated. We knew that we were going to be moving in a year or two. Mm. We knew. Because we were having babies and we were in a one bed. And it was like, it was, I hate to use the word starter home, but it was our first house. So I was literally, I had a gun to my head where it was like, you could keep paying PMI or we can get rid of PMI and you could pay us closing costs. Either way, you're going to pay. Yeah. So I couldn't refi. So first and foremost, 
if, if you're starting to enter this conversation, I think that's a really, really good way to weed yourself out of many people. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you're going to be there for at least four years, there is very, very of any circumstances that I've seen, heard, talked to, or researched where you're, you're going to recruit yeah. like, the closing Unless costs. you have like an 8% interest rate yeah. and you drop it down to like a 2. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to <laughs> get your closing costs back in like a month. And, I yeah. know. That, I know. I'll have Carl jump on and be like, <laughs> actually, I recuperated mine in a year and a half. <laughs> because, like, I'm not saying it can't happen, but <laughs> there. Hey, Brad, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tell you this one rare case where pixie dust was sprinkled on my property. Well, actually. (laughs) If we're being specific. No, but back to what I was just saying a second ago with, you know, the the increase. Are we saving in payments or are we saving in interest? The one thing, and this is, I'm still going back and forth. Like I might have to call Jeremiah today and make a decision because I've been blown off, blown off for a couple of days. I'll give you kind of like the round numbers and, and what my thought process was. I have a 4% right now and on, on about, I want to say a little under 300,000, like 295. I've been paying this mortgage off September, uh, February will be three years. So I'm two and a half years into this house. I was thinking to myself, right? Why do we really refinance? Well, because we hate the interest payment, right? So if I lower the interest payment, I must win. When I have a 4% and I hear two, two, five, two, seven, five. That's sexy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to save an interest, but that, that hitting closing cost mm-hmm. is one major thing. And then- Well, an, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> you got to say what your closing cost is. A little over $12,000. Thank you, New York. In New York. New York. <laughs> and JJ's like, what does that go to? And I'm yeah. like, I mean, if I got that. Which far- I want, we do need to look at that. I want to see exactly how that's broken down. I don't, yeah. I don't I know. I just know everything is more expensive here. Yeah. Titles, appraisal. Yeah. But like, that's a lot of money. I, I paid almost 17000 when I closed in this house. Wow. You know what mine are? <laughs> I mean, like if I buy a, it's like after everything's said and done and like putting money into escrow because you got to front load like 10 months or whatever. um, It's like, I can usually assume around 4,000 to $4,500. When I was showing Tara the numbers for the real estate properties you give me, Tara goes, he missed a comma. He missed a decimal. I know. I'm like, no. And then the property taxes again. Oh, he missed another comma. Well, that's another thing. Can we, I mean, real quick. Oh, it came in the mail today. We're in the kitchen. And we're getting ready to record, and Brad's like, "Hey JJ, look at the uh, look at that piece of paper on the on the island." And I look, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I got my I got my tax bill for 2022. Yeah, the annual tax bill for 2022. Let me just say this: now you live in beautiful Long Island. We're driving down the road. You can oh, you did smell the, the ocean and everything. You did the math. So for my annual tax bill, for what Brad pays. That would pay my annual tax bill for what was it, sixteen years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, I'm in BFE, Missouri, you know, versus Long Island, New York, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's high. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. So back to like the when I heard two two percent, I was like, okay. So my frame of thinking was this: I want to know how much. I'm going to pay an interest on my 15-year loan, okay? And it comes out, for our number's sake, about 110000 My new one would have came out to, if I would have taken a new 15-year, 
at 2.125%, it would have came out to like uh, 41. 41. And then plus your closing costs would have right. been 53,000. 53 all said and done. These are all rounded. But yeah, yeah. So about 53. So yep. you're like, wow, 109 to 153. Mm-hmm. Holy to shit. To 53. To 53. Yeah. You just saved $50,000. Yep. And that's that's first. Gl- that's what I'm texting my friends. I got it too. I'm thinking about the fifty thousand dollars savings. Noted though that this loan, you're not refinancing to another fifteen year. Well, I'll get to, no. Okay. That, oh yeah, because I was first talking about the fifteen. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. And whatever it came out to, it was it was it seemed like a lot of money, but then I added closing costs on it. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I never looked at when I was thinking about refinancing is. How much interest of that one hundred and ten thousand have I paid already? And this is what really made me want to make this podcast episode, because a lot of us don't understand how an amortization table works, and you shouldn't. <laughs> like, it's not one of those things that, that every person should understand. That's like I like making spreadsheets, nerd. But like, I re- the real reason I made one is because. I was always so shocked that I could just give a guy like a couple of numbers and he could tell me exactly what my mortgage payment was going to be. I'm like, I want that table. Mm-hmm. Like, how did this guy figure out? Like, I want to know if I put this amount down, like I want to go in and negotiate like a car deal. So I looked up what an amortization table with amortization. That's like me, dude. That's like, speaking of tongue twisters, I just watched Mayor of Easttown. Have you? No? Yeah. You I talk about it. About it. Yeah. Well, the girl, her last name is McMiniman. Oh wow! That goes away. I'm like, who casted that idea? They're like, say it again. They're like, uh, McMenamin. How is it? McMenamin. McMenamin. So like all the detectives and stuff. They're like, bring home McMenamin, or like, or like every. I just feel like out of all the last names that you could have made for a character, that's their name is going to be said. Why not um, Smith? uh, Yeah, McMenamin. McMenamin. That's how many syllables is that? McMenamin. Sounds like more than four. I swear we're not drinking yet. We're not. We actually got water right here. <laughs> but anyway, amateurization table. Back off another tangent. What I wanted to do was I, I realized, holy shit, we pay, we front load our interest payments. Big time. Like your my first interest payment or my first payment on my 15 year mortgage i paid like $1400 towards interest my last one is like $14 yeah. to interest so i was thinking to myself well wait if i've been in my mortgage for a certain amount of time i've paid kind of like when you buy a car you drive it off the lot it depreciates right away if I've already tackled, if I look at that $110,000 that I'm going to pay in interest, if it was broken down evenly, I could, I can kind of get an idea. But I'm thinking to myself, if it's front-loaded and I've paid off a huge majority of that 110 already, that's also got to be considered into, quote, what I'd be saving if I were to refinance. And it turns out at almost three years, I've already paid 25%. I've already paid over $25,000 in interest. So, yeah, I'm going to be refining, but I've heard I'm refining to start front loading on interest payments again. Where every single month now I'm winning against interest, and more is going to principal. Mm-hmm. If I refi, I'm I'm going to set that clock back and and almost in a way, like diminish the work that I've done on this 15 year 331 nut already. So see, and that's what's tough because that's when it comes down to what are your game plans with your mortgage payment. 
Do you want to pay it off early? Do you just want to pay your payments until your mortgage is done? Because all that... The psychological side, yeah, we definitely have to get to that. Well, that all goes into the to play here because we kind of, you know, you and I kind of talked about the math mm-hmm. and we did different scenarios and we kind of said, okay, well, let's, instead of putting your $12,000 of closing cost, let's say you just dump that into your mortgage. You did that? And... Didn't win. No. You didn't win. Even coming out now, this is again refinancing to the ten year. Well, let's get. Let me okay, just close up ahead, the. Let's ahead. close up the fifteen okay. quick. So that in every scenario that we ran through, we pretty much. I still win on the fifteen. It's not huge. I think I would have ended up winning a little bit, like not a lot, maybe twelve thousand dollars over the course of fifteen years. You're saying on the fifteen year re- refinancing to another fifteen year? Yeah, I still would have won oh, on interest. Okay, well yeah. that's why I'm confused. Yeah, I still would have won on interest. So then I'm like, okay. Then, then I'm, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, it's not a lot of money we're going to save time. We're going to save money. And she goes, well, what about the psychological side of adding three more years to our mortgage? And I'm like, shit, I didn't think of that. And also at a time where we're talking a difference between my daughter being 15 and 18. Right now, the way it's set up, I can be done with my mortgage by the time she's 15 years old. And maybe have three years of putting mortgage payments towards college or something like that. Mm-hmm. We'd be lowering our payment by a couple bucks a month but we'd be extending that mortgage payment by three years. So now is saving $12,000 over the course of 15 years worth it to extend psychologically having a mortgage payment for three years. And ultimately we were like, I don't really care how much I'm really saving under zero circumstances. Do I want to extend my mortgage? I got a 15 year for a reason and the 15 year versus 30, that's a whole nother animal. But what I definitely didn't want to do was I didn't want to extend the time to like save money. Because if I if I really wanted to save money, then what's the only way we can guarantee ourselves saving money and interest? Make it really easy on ourselves. Get rid of the principal. But then I'm also a guy that doesn't want to add money to my mortgage. I'm kind of happy. So this is where I was stuck. And that's where the 10-year, I said this to the mortgage broker. I said, listen, I'm not in a position to want to extend my mortgage. And I thought that was going to be all said and done because I, I knew that he would give me, you know, an arm rate at something like that, really low adjustable rate mortgage. And I definitely wanted fixed. Yeah. And I didn't even know, I knew that the 10 year fixed was around. And then he was like, oh, what about 10 year fixed? I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys offered that. So then I was back to square one mm-hmm. of trying to figure it out with the, with the, um, tempers, with the 10 year mortgage, change the rate a little bit. Yeah. Definitely changed the rate a little bit and made it a little higher up to like 2.4 something, 2.5. Which that so sh- shocks me. I would think it was lower for the 10 year. Yeah. Because like usually you'll get a lower rate if you're at a 15 year yeah. versus a 30. I don't know what, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd have to ask like yeah. what that meaning was, but anyways, we just did that math and it seems like it's a really, really good idea. Yeah. The 10 year beats you out on everything. I save like a ton of money. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Even doing the option of putting the 12K of closing cost into the mortgage and not refinancing at all, you'd still come out ahead with the 10-year loan. I, th- I think it was like I had 82000 left to pay if I stuck with my current mortgage, and this one came to like 40. Yes. So 40. Pl- in interest. In yeah. interest. In so interest. 40 plus 12 for the closing cost, I'm at 56. So eighty six to fifty six is a thirty thousand dollars savings. Rough math. Yeah. yeah, rough math. Thirty and I, and I'd be done with my mortgage now two years sooner. Yep. But now, what was the thing that I was like, right well, there, right there? I'm like, that's that's golden. Yeah. 
So, but there's one variable that changes significantly with that. Your monthly payment payment goes up. Yes. Yeah. And that's something you got to think about, you know, like I know, like, for example, when I first bought my, or when I bought my rental property, I thought about using a 15 year on that and just having it paid off in 15 years. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, why don't I just get a 30 and then be able to choose to pay knowing myself that I would do this because some people just, it's easy to say I'll just right. say a double payments and then no one ever does 30 it. years is a long time to commit to making double payments when things come up that so freaking true right. that's why I didn't because I knew that I'd be like oh, I'll just skip this month no big mm-hmm. deal yeah that's why I did 15 right off the yep. bat <laughs> so uh, that's that's what you gotta think about though too is you know with me I'm like well maybe I will do the 30 year and then have a little more cash flow coming in or like if it's your mortgage, your that's a little less money you have going out every single month mm-hmm. or if you got a 15 year it's going to be a little more money because right. you're paying it off faster. So then it can be a, this, a scenario of like, okay, if I got this 30 year loan, I'm going to go ahead and pay this payment knowing that I can add more to it every month saying you will. Mm-hmm. But then let's say something crazy happens and you kind of need that safety net to fall back on. Well, instead of paying your, you know, $1600 a month payment for a 15 year, you can fall back to that 30 year loan that you originally did and just say, "Okay, well, I'm just going to pay like 1000 bucks for a month because I'm having a rough month or something like that or got to do some work to the house or whatever it is." Do you think people should get a 30? Do you have a, a firm stance on either one of those? Uh, if it's a primary, I think it should be 15. I only just saw and I agree with you because I feel like a 30 year, I, I looked into it. In most cases, you almost pay double for your house. Oh, for sure. Almost pay double. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I mean, yeah. I, I pay, I, I'm paying a third. Like, I paid 331 was my original principal amount. Mm-hmm. So, and I put more than 25% down. So, 331 was my first loan amount, and I'm going to pay 109. Well, and that's what comes, time. and that's what you got people got to think about too. Like, you know, think about someone who puts three and a half percent down. You know, that's even more interest you're paying because now your principal is a lot higher. Right. On a 30-year term, you know, it's shit adds up real quick. Yeah, real so quick. I think, yeah, we're pretty, unless it's unless it's a rental where somebody else is paying the mortgage. Yeah, I'm doing And the 15. interest, yeah. I'm going to probably do 15. But Same. now, all right, so here's why I didn't call the guy up when we said, okay, this is a ton of money. I said, I am a guy that does not necessarily want to pay my mortgage down early. I don't have those stresses of that expense with my teaching job and my current financial situation. I'm happy with having it done in 12 years. My kids will be like I said, 15 years old and I still have some time to save and we still have other sources of income. I just, I, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not in that camp. So now I'm like, okay, well if I do the 10, it's going to raise my payment up by 500 bucks a month, roughly foreign change. But you're saving $22,000 in interest. Right. Yeah. That's what you got to decide. Well, oh, okay. But then we talked about this. Well, what if I took that foreign change and just started applying right. it to my mortgage right now? Then I end up pretty much in the same boat. I'm done with my mortgage in 10 years from now. I don't think that, I think I still paid. The interest more, was a little higher. Still a little higher. Yep. But not terribly higher. I don't know. I think it was still a five digit savings. Yeah. I mean, it was 10 plus thousand in savings. There's one other factor that I haven't really brought up that I want to just maybe touch upon. But first, like let's recap like yeah, all of that yeah. stuff that we said. If you're if you're in this boat, definitely three to five years, gotta be staying there. Definitely a good idea if you want to go from thirty to fifteen. Definitely always try and be like shrinking your rate, uh, shrinking your time. 
Like if you're in a 30 and you have 20 years left, that might be a good idea to refi to 15. And that's kind of where I'm at with the 15 and 10. Think about how much you have paid in interest already. Once you get to three years in a place, you've already paid 25% of the total interest that you'd have on your own mortgage. I didn't nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so don't think about, wow, this mortgage, I'm going to pay this amount of interest. And this mortgage, I'm going to pay this amount of interest. Think about the two interest rates, how closing costs adds to the second rate, your new finance, and also how much you look at how much interest you have remaining versus interest on your new loan. Like I didn't look at 109 and 40. I said I have 82,000 left and 40. That's kind of the number that you should be doing. And here's the last bit that's and kind of like where this all stemmed from. And I'm not, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. My current mortgage is with Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how much you know about Wells Fargo as far as a business, but they've had a, they had a crappy couple of years, yeah. crappy couple of years where they got themselves in trouble for doing some shady shit. Now things aren't going well for them again. They just started calling personal loans, which is screwing people over a lot. And, and if people don't realize that, that, not in your primary residence, but on your rentals and your private loans, the bank at any time can be like, yeah, we're going to shut that loan down. You got to pay us off. You got to sell off your assets to pay this back. Like that's the fine print we don't read about, read about. So I'm not worried about that because this is a primary residence for me, but I can also go from Wells Fargo, which is my current mortgage to Chase, JP Morgan Chase, which is a much more reputable bank in my opinion to where I also have my personal accounts. My, it'd be easy refinance. They have, they have all my pay stubs for the last hundred years or whatever that. And so the things that are like in my pale to look at and the, the real pros and cons, because I'm realizing this is a lot more psychological than mathematical yeah, in a yeah. way. Do I want to switch banks and get away from what I consider a, a, a inferior bank in Wells Fargo? And I don't really like their practices that mm-hmm. much. So I don't really want to be a part of them. I have to think about, do I want to increase my mortgage payment four to $500 a month? It does not hurt me financially. That four to 500 would strictly be money that I want to invest right now. It wouldn't, like the payment doesn't necessarily matter so much to me. Do I care? How much money do I need to save to make it like worth it? And then you might think, would you step over a $5 bill if you saw it? No, I wouldn't. But there's also some other factors that need to come into play when we talk about savings, closing costs, my time to talk to these banks mm-hmm. and, and print stuff out. And over the long term, can I can I just take this under my control? If I hated paying that much interest, why wouldn't I just pay it off earlier? Yeah. Why wouldn't I add just more to it? And then we think like, okay, well, yeah, we can do that too if you refi. And then if you refi and you don't want to do that or don't have the means to do that, I just think it would be hard for me if that payment didn't really work out. It'd be really, really hard for me to like refi again in five years. Like I feel like if I... I I don't think we can go historically lower as far as interest rates than we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could. Go negative. They pay you for your mortgage. <laughs> yeah. God, could you imagine? Well, and, I'd be buying all the property. Well, <laughs> that, and that's happened in places yeah. in the world. I don't know about with mortgages, but yeah. I know with certain things. So I'm also, too, feeling the pressure of if I don't do it now, I'm never going to be able to do it. But then again, I felt like that eight months ago. So I don't well, know. Let me give you my thoughts. I If, if I was you... If I was Brad thinking about what I was going to do with my house to answer your last part, which I didn't know about, I don't think I would worry too much about Wells Fargo. 
Because if something would happen to Wells Fargo as a bank, your loan's still going to be there. It would just get sold off. Somebody would buy bank. it. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. would buy it somebody, at the same exact terms. Yep, right. Yep. Like if they went out of, I I knew they're not going to like go out of business. I knew right. they couldn't call it, but it's just like I'm just most, a, I'm a slightly that. ethical guy most of the time, yeah. and like fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. And how many times do they have to end up in the news for yeah doing shady garbage? Yeah. <laughs> would I go bank with Wells Fargo? No, no, I wouldn't. You know, but if my and they mortgage, bought my loan, I didn't get. Yeah, they bought my yeah. loan from Freedom Mortgage, which is, I guess, another smaller company. So I didn't go from jump with them. Mm-hmm. But see, like, I, I, I don't think I'd worry too much if it was me. And then just from what you and I talked about on this episode and doing the math and whatnot, I would go the 10-year route. I would want to, but before I commit to that- You're a mortgage payment guy. I am. But (laughs) before I go to that, I want to look into the 12K of closing costs. I want to nitpick those and see what exactly all those payments are going to. And then possibly even shop around because this is the only guy you've talked to, right? Yes, you know I'm not. I'm not a very good You're negotiator not at all. And like I said, if we, <laughs> but no, I would definitely. I would get at least two more quotes. If we think about like yeah, how cushion easy this was. This was literally as easy as me logging into my checking account and seeing the offer there and getting an email from them and then just being like, apply now. <laughs> I guarantee you. Actually, you know what? I got a new mortgage guy for my properties that I've been talking to. And he's licensed, I think, in all 50 states. We can get him on the line and see what... There you go. No, seriously, maybe you should call him. I just now thought about that. I just talked to this guy last week, and he's awesome. Because, yeah, the the 12 grand in closing costs, you were like, what? Yeah. Sounds a little... Well, see, and I asked if you were buying points. I'm not, which is... We don't need to talk about that. Okay, okay. Yeah, essentially, buying points is you can give the bank more money to lower the interest interest rate. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, you want to lower it down? Yeah. But then again, I can't see a situation where we, as the consumer, like that's not something that the bank would offer if there wasn't a way that they win, they win on that deal. I usually never, I never buy points. I just get whatever the market rate is. Yeah. Oh, man. Now got, you could do some math, I guess, and see like, kind of like with the closing costs, you know, if you pay $1,000 to get a savings of half a percent and that's going to, you know, and you, you, you recoup that cost in a year, then maybe, maybe it'll be worth it. I don't know. Can I tell you another thing that's psychologically bothering me too? Is that like right now I just mentioned that my current principal is like two ninety five. Mm-hmm. If I do this, it will bring, it also raises my principal back up because of the closing costs going. Cause I would, yeah, most people are going to roll their closing mm-hmm. costs in. I'm not going to pay 12 grand yeah. out of pocket if I don't need to. Yeah. Especially the interest on that 12 grand is going to be so low. It's not like better to, I can make better returns on that 12 grand in the markets. Then, yeah. But still psychologically, I feel like I'm going back in time. Like I remember, especially with how little was going to principal early on in my loan. So starting at 330, I remember 325 was a big milestone for me. And then it danced around 300 to 305. I was so pumped. And then it dropped below 300. And I'm like, yes, I can't know if I can like stomach it going back up to 307. Let me ask you this. You got a gun to your head right now. I what don't. Do you, I, do don't you, I don't. <laughs> what are you choosing? Are you going to refinance or no to the ten year? I think about a gun to my head. It's, it's. I feel like I win in both scenarios. It's just a matter of do I want to win more financially or win more emotionally. Mm-hmm. And also too, this is this is a joint decision. I am married, right? Yeah. And my wife is like, I trust your judgment. Like, right. let me know. Which kind of sucks. Like you pick out you pick out <laughs> cabinets for the kitchen. You mm-hmm. get to go back and forth. You pick out the color of your living room. But when this was on you, Brad, yeah, when she's like, uh, 
sure yeah it's like when she tells me like does he real cute in this outfit i'm like sure yeah she's um, yeah she looks pretty cute yeah i'm not gonna be like no that's don't send her out in that but yeah she's also like trusting me to figure this out and i would hate to like find out that i didn't do the right thing i think for her she's a math teacher so yeah the numbers i she can answer she can keep emotion out of it shit what is the answer gun to your head what are you choosing right now you sign got a sign Put your good old John Hancock on the line. Actually, it's pretty. It was Herbie Hancock. It was, er, it's Herbie Hancock. Um, gun to my head. I'm just going to leave it the way it is. If it ain't broke, don't okay. fix it. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think a four percent mortgage. It's high in these times. Mm-hmm. My grandmother tells me times when they were in their thirties. You know, I. I think. I would rather the emotional side of Brad. You're doing good. You got a thir- you got a fifteen year. And you were really happy with that when you did it. You preach how happy you are. You recommend to your friends doing the same mm-hmm. things that you did with 30% down and doing all of those things. You are happy and you never have applied more to your mortgage and you've been okay with that and you have a firm set of beliefs on that. <laughs> I, I just... That's through my mouth. I just, I just don't... No, I, I just don't understand. Ah. And maybe it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I feel like if every time I paid my mortgage, they were like, thank you for your payment. And just a reminder... 900 of that went to your principal yes. and 1200 of that went to interest. Yeah. I think that would be like, bye-bye now. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that would really grind my gears, <laughs> you know, but it's like this like automatic cush little payment of like 2448 a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the right thing. It's going down yeah. It's under 300. It'll be under 290 soon, you yeah. know, and the last piece too, which Real quick, I want to say this because I I said I would probably go forward with it to refinance to the 10, but that is, again, that was assuming that I was like you and I wasn't going to pay extra on the mortgage. Well, that's the last piece I want to talk about. Okay, yeah. good. No, yeah, but, yeah, but I was going to say, if I, if I knew I was going to just pay extra on the mortgage and pay it off faster, I probably wouldn't refine. I probably wouldn't go through the trouble. I probably wouldn't add the extra 12K onto my mortgage. I would probably just pay it off as, you know, for if it was me... I'd pay it off as fast as I could while still investing in the markets and whatever. But I think it's very safe to say that I won't have my mortgage through 12 years through the term of this one. I bet you won't either. And that is something to think about. Yeah. And when you start seeing those like five digits, you're like, oh, I got 90,000. Like just like when, just like in debt, the closer I got, when I had $289,000 worth of debt, which is crazy that the amount of consumer debt I have is the same amount as my mortgage, and I paid off my consumer debt in three years. And I'm making triple the amount of money now that I was then. It's like when you're on a run. When you start a run, yeah. you're like, mother F, you know, I got to <laughs> run this 5K real quick. Yeah. And then you got the last like little stretch, and you can see and your you feel, driveway, and, and you're like, you oh, feel I got like this. Let's do it, baby. That's the same thing. So, yeah, no, and and I think that's very realistic for yeah. me. I think one of the main reasons too is that I'm still very, very n- new to the personal finance space. Mm-hmm. You know, at five years, I still I don't know so much. I'm still learning. Yeah. For gosh sakes, I, I just sold off. Are. I just sold off all my dividend stocks. Where a year ago, <laughs> I was making dividend videos. Oh like, man, things are going to change, and I yeah. think it's very realistic. Now I'm looking at my life. And I'm like, I am doing really well with the YouTube side businesses, mm-hmm. my salary. I don't want to get too excited and just start deploying money everywhere and paying off this. And if I had consumer debt, maybe, but like 
my kids are still really, really young. I don't know if they're going to be athletes. I don't know if they're going to need uh, piano lessons. I don't know those things. And I also am starting to now really see the effects of like compounding and, you know, your money making more money. So I think it's, I don't think it's too far fetched to be like in five years, right? With the path of my financial journey over the last five, if I look at where I'm at, I'm going to be in a very, very comfortable position to know or to be able to just pay off my mortgage if I mm-hmm. need to. And I also, in that five years, have time to decide if I should have invested or paid off my... Like, I'm going to get to get the both... I think in five years, I'll have a better picture of like, oh no, I'm going to keep investing instead of paying my mortgage on yeah. early because I've done this. Even if we stay in this forever bull market, let's see how these guys do in the bear markets, you know, <laughs> like... Even if we continue to go down this path, I'll at least have an answer or of like, okay, well, I can pay it off now. I didn't really see that much more in my investment gains. I'm going to get rid of this debt. And I think in five years, I'll have a much better picture of that. I don't know, man. Stay tuned to see what Brad does. With Stay tuned. <laughs> and it, but I, I don't mean, I guess there's like no climatic finish to that. And there really isn't. What yeah. A, like I didn't, I didn't tell you, Brad. I didn't tell you what I did. Maybe I'll leave in the show notes if this comes out by the God, time. I hope I'm, Tara doesn't feel like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's still waiting for more. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I think it's good to show that. Like, I think there's a lot of people that are going back and forth for sure. How many people we talked about earlier in the episode, like how many people have a mortgage that have thought about it? Well, I wonder how many people of those are still in this back and forth. The mm-hmm. devil's on each one of their shoulders and they don't know yet. Or how many people actually went through with it and how many people might go back and say it might not have been that worth it. I would love it like from the psychological piece of people can get into the discord Facebook group. Like if you've refinanced, has it been worth it financially, emotionally? Like help me out. Cause I have a little bit of time before I make decision. And I, that's kind of why I started talking to JJ about it because you know, you, you were happy with the decision, but now in retrospect, probably wasn't the best because you paid off your mortgage. I mean, that two grand in escrow, you know, making that decision now, maybe with interest would have became, you know, 1500, but so in 1500 that would went towards the principal. Yeah. If I would have just went my regular route that I was going, doing the refinance would have been the best route for sure. And I forgot to mention, I refinanced from a 30 to a 15. Right. So that was a big benefit. Yeah. Right off the bat there. I mean, that's, Going to thir- you're taking 15 years of interest payments off. I think that moving forward, that's kind of why yeah. I didn't want to do the 15. Well, and with the mortgage payment or with the interest rate I was giving, let me take that back. With the interest rate I was given with my 30-year and then with the interest rate I was giving with my 15-year, my payment really only went up like 150 bucks. Oh, yeah. And I'm paying off in half the time. Half the time. That is mind-blowing. Right. And that's... That's, I mean, I don't want to downplay 150 versus, but I feel the same. Like for me, the 400 isn't a lot is right now. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. Yep. Like, why am I going to force myself to pay that $500? Yeah. I'd rather invest that $500 every month in the markets. Yeah. And then in five years, if all of those payments equal out my mortgage, because I've also, the YouTuber in me is like, I want to open another brokerage mm-hmm. and I want to put my mortgage payment in. Yep. I want to invest my mortgage payment the exact two forty four thirty seven every month, and then pay my mortgage and see every year how much returns I got on all the those payments and how much interest I paid and see to end the 
forever debate, mm-hmm. which we know is pretty much 95% psychological. Should you pay off your mortgage or should you um, keep it and invest the money? Which is almost anything investing related. Anything personal finance related is yeah. all psychological. It sucks the psychological part. When you get out of debt, it's so easy. Yeah. Pay off your debt. Yeah, that's it. Oh, but what about, will I feel better if I pay off my debt? Should I do the avalanche or should I do the snowball? I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's everything you talk about. It's just, you see it on Twitter all the time. Oh, Twitter is freaking brutal, man. Dude, is, we, I mean, I think you and I just kind of stumbled upon in, it. Like, is anybody in a good mood on Twitter? I don't think so. Because I, I try, I got like a Twitter account when I um, started blogging back in the day. Because mm. I feel like that's a blog space. But I feel like it's. It's either they're complaining or they're telling you what you should do. That's what I get. Or they're just like subtle flexing on things like, oh, like cool, yes, yes. like cool, man. Like I clap when people win, but like, like it's you, almost like they're like shoving it in your face. Like, hey, look, you, look what like, I'm doing. This is when I get a lot, and I, it's granted, it's the people I follow too. I follow a lot yeah. of personal finance and fire people, but like, I hate like I never felt the feeling of like waking up and being like. Monday, not working today. Must feel nice. Or like all you other peasants can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's. Are we hating right now, Brad? On Twitter, no. You can say the same about anything. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. TikTok's a bunch of scammers and young weirdos. YouTube's a bunch of vanity people, vain people that just want to show their lives, and it's a fake life. And podcasters are secretly depressed and ugly, and that's why we're not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we. <laughs> Buy flights, Boom. buy flights in the middle of the night <laughs> to get out of town because yes. we just can't take it anymore. We drink our lives away. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't started drinking yet, yeah. but uh, after this conversation, I might have to start oh, cracking open some drinks. JJ, do you have anything you want to mention um, before we get out of here? No, I mean, I'm just uh, happy to be up here, man. And uh, I can already tell why my spirits are being lifted a little bit. So, yeah. Well, it's always good to have these conversations in person as well. Skype sucks. Oh, yeah, and real quick, I don't know if the audience can tell, but gosh, dang it. These are so much better so much easier. when we're in person. So much easier. It's a, it's a conversation what yeah. we're having. We're not on Skype acting like, I don't know. We got to get some, maybe we try it. We have a big table here with all the kids and wife gone. We, we, we got to get some interviews going. We got to call some people, get them over here. Boom. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Not one of the most exciting but very, very. But it's one that a lot of people talk about. Yes, it's, it really is. It's going to come up, and uh, it'll be good on our new uh, website that we'll be launching very, very soon. Speaking of that, I do have something to add. Okay. Check out Average Money Merch. I mentioned it last episode, but if you missed it, we Ooh. now have Average Money Merch. Link in the show notes. Rep the Average Money community. <laughs> Let them know what you're about. And hey, if you see somebody in an Average Money shirt, buy them a beer. Oh, absolutely. Buy them a beer, absolutely. especially if it looks like me. <laughs> no one would know if I'm out. You don't know. What, you don't know what JJ looks like right now because his beard is gone. All right, guys, we're out of here. Yep. We'll talk to you next time. Till we see you again. Take care.